Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. There we go. So we see in Scripture that there is a foundation basis on where Lucifer came from, the most beautiful of the angels. Uh, most believe, most scholars believe the orchestrator over all the worship in heaven, uh, which is so interesting because music is so powerful, uh, how powerful it is in our church, how powerful it is in our world at large. Satan uses music even to this day. Think about the lure of music. And so some say that he was the orchestrator, the, the, the director of all the music in heaven, which is why he began to absorb the worship that was directed to God. He stood in the way and absorbed it into himself and began to believe that he was the authority in heaven. And so we see that he was dealt with and cast out of heaven. Now, let me say something about Satan and demons and things like that. Not everything that happens in this world, not everything that takes place is demonic. Not everything is of the devil. Not, I grew up in a Pentecostal church where it kind of felt that way at times. It was like you walked out and your car tires were flat. The demon of flat tires got a hold of it overnight, right? Uh, it, just because you have a bad hair day doesn't mean you have a hair demon. Uh, some of you wish you had hair to have a demon to deal with, right? So it's not, it's, it's not that. It's, um, I'm not talking about every single thing, every, under, every rock, there's a demon. But I do want us to be aware there are more than what we ever think. There are more demonic things happening in our world, not just what we see with happening with Hamas and Hezbollah and all the evil terrorists. That's, that's a very physical, very real evil uh, that we can see. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there is something deeper. When your kids are acting up, they may act like demons, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily demon-possessed. It just means maybe they got to have a little more discipline in life, maybe a little more structure, maybe a little more correction in life. That's not always what it could be. So what do demons do? What do demons do? If you have your notes, you got to write these down. These are just powerful tools for you to think about uh, as you battle this spiritual warfare. Remember, these are the way, and can I, these are the way the enemy works. And with that being said, he's never changed. He's never got a new plan. It's not like Satan is down there saying, well, that didn't get him. Let me try. He's worked the same plan all the thousands of years that humanity's been here from the garden to today. He's had the same plan. He's too stupid to come up with another one because you know why? We keep falling for it. So why come up with a new plan? If you get people to go for it, why change it up? Hey, it's working. Let's keep doing it, right? So let's talk about what Satan and his demons do here on earth. Number one, demons influence leaders of nations. Demons literally direct and influence the leaders of nations. You want to make a dent in the world? Start with leaders. You want to make changes in the world? Start with as high as you can go. Start with organizations, not just of what I just mentioned with uh, the terrorist organizations, but start with politicians. Hello? Right? Start with, start with leaders of, of different groups that champion wrong agendas that are completely contrary to God's word, but they want to make you think you're crazy because you stand where you stand. 
leaders of nations, leaders of organizations. Um, in the uh, first week, I talked about Daniel's, Daniel's prayer. If you've missed it, go back and read it. Uh, Daniel's prayer, he prayed for 21 days. All of a sudden, he hears a knock at the door. He goes to the door for 21 days. He prays and fasts about this answer to come to him. There's an angel at his door, delivers the answer to him, how powerful that would be. But the angel said to him, if you, Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, it says, he was trying to get the answer. It says, from the first time you prayed, here's what it says, it's not in your notes, but here's what it says, from the first time you prayed, God heard your prayers, and I became to give you the answer. But, he says this, but the prince of Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, another archangel, uh, besides Lucifer, there was Michael the archangel. He, it, one of the chief princes came to help me because I was detained there in the king, by the king of Persia. So king of Persia, I said the first week, that always represents demonic or evil forces. The king of Persia is referred to as Satan himself throughout scripture. And so we see this thing happen that there was this influence that wanted to come and God was trying to get it, but they had these heavenly beings in battle trying to get the answer to them. Demons prey on leaders. Use leaders to get agendas, evil agendas across throughout history, through Holocaust, through genocide, through mass extinction of generations. We see it throughout history. Demons influence leaders of nations. Second thing is this. What else do demons do? Demons desire to inflict suffering on you. They desire to hurt you. They desire to make cause pain in your life. I want you to think about this. I read this next scripture. Think about your loved ones. Think about your, your spouse. Think about your kids, your grandkids. Think about the people that you love the most. And when I read this scripture, think about what the devil is doing in this exchange. In Matthew chapter, 15, chapter 17, 15, verse 17 and 18, it says this. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls in the fire or into water. This is the, in, in, the effect of demonic influence on this young boy's life. And so Jesus says, bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demons and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. So just imagine the challenges of this father and mother that sees this boy throw himself into fires and throw himself into water and to try to kill himself many, many times. Probably watching him was heart-wrenching, but it wasn't the boy, it was the demons the demon inside of him. And this is the challenge. Satan is always trying to inflict suffering on us as Christ followers. He's trying to put obstacles in your way. He's trying to help you, or he's trying to get you to question your faith, to question where you stand. And he's always trying to speak death into our life because he hates everything about you. So first thing is this, the demons have influence over the leaders. The demons also cause, try to, inflict, try to inflict suffering on us. The third thing is, demons scheme to lure you away from God. Demons are always out there trying to bring and, and put obstacles in your way and try to get you to deny God. Listen, demons study you. They know you. They watch you. That's scary. They're watching they're observing. They see the temptations. They know the struggles. And they are trying their best to lure you away. They're trying their best to get you to, to 
walk away from God and to do what your flesh would want to do. Money, alcohol, uh, tobacco, all the things that are obvious, but even not the things that are, it's the, the TV show that, that's just a bit provocative and it gets your mind to thinking. That's how the enemy works. He's trying to continually hurt God's people. Here's what 1 Timothy 4, 1 says. Uh, the Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Uh, hold that up there. Don't, don't take that off that, guys. Just leave that up there. This just spoke to my soul so loud this week. Things deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. If this does not define what we are fighting as Christians, I don't know what does. Right is wrong, and wrong is right. The criminals try to get by with everything while the good people of this world get prosecuted for the littlest of things. Hello? Right? Deceiving, deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Hear me. There is very real mental sickness, and there is mental health. I am not at all. I'm a, I'm, I'm a counselor. I've had, I've had years of counseling. I've done counseling sessions. I know the challenges of mental health. So please hear me when I say this. I am not at all saying that if anyone in here or anyone in your life is struggling with mental health, that they are possessed by demons. But what I will say is this. The agenda that's being pushed by the world is taught by demons. There are two sexes, a boy and a girl, and that's it. And if, if I said, if I went up to the top of a house or a skyscraper and I said, I identify as Superman, I'm Superman, people would say, you're not, you're chubby man, right? They would look at you and say, you can't. And I'd say, no, I'm going to jump off this thing and I'm going to fly. People would do everything they could to rescue me from doing that because why? I'm not sane in my head to think I'm Superman. This is what we're doing to our children. We are saying, oh, you want to think you are? Well, that's okay. Let's go get everything cut off. Let's go get everything mutilated in your life. Sorry, we have set them up and they are now in a lifetime of prison of mental sickness because we, not we, the world taught by demons to kill, to steal, and to destroy lives. Come on. Listen. You guys, many of you don't want to clap because you say, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. That's not politically correct. You're right, it's not. It's biblically correct. And if, if my loved one was struggling with thinking they're Superman, I would do everything I could to try to help them say, no, you cannot stop a bullet. No, you cannot. You cannot run faster than a locomotive. You may try, but you may die. I would do everything I could to try to save them from their deception, deceiving spirits taught by demons. 
We live in a world that that's exactly the agenda that's out. And Christians, if we don't get aware of it, if we don't start standing up, listen, love them all that we can. Do everything we can. I'm not trying to say write them off. But we cannot call things that are absolutely wrong right because it is deceiving spirits taught by demons. Man, this rang so true in my life this week, guys. More than ever before, I see what's going on. And you tell me that we live, in a, we live in a healthier world than we ever have before? No, we live in a world that demons are at work constantly trying to steal, to kill, and to destroy every single one of our lives. And what's at stake is our future of our kids. Demons scheme to lure us away from God. Demons, demons, uh, Influence leaders. Demons are out to hurt us. And number four, demons want to paralyze us with fear and with anxiety. Demons want to paralyze us with fear and anxiety. They want to hold us back from overcoming life in Christ. Demons want to hold us back from seeing the power of God in our future. Uh, they want you to... Demons will work. Now, I'm not telling you that every thought that comes through your head is demonic, but I will tell you they will do everything they can to try to influence it about your future, about your kids, about uh, worrying about finances, worrying about the safety of your kids. It'll paralyze you if you're not careful. You'll wind up in a place of fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear. What has he given us? He's given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound, disciplined Say that again. Sound, disciplined mind. Not controlled by evil spirits, but controlled by the power of God. This is what God has given us. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Is anxiety and fear real? Yes. But if it paralyzes you and it holds you back from experiencing the fullness of God, you're missing out on this great, incredible life that God has for you. And that's not why God saved you. God didn't save you to be paralyzed with fear. He saved you to have an overcoming, overcoming, uh, blessed life. So many times people live paralyzed with fear. Uh, pray. Cry out to God. Trust. What? What do you fear the most? Let's see if I can say this. What do you fear the most is the thing you least trust God about. Some of you need to write that down. What do you fear God the most about? What do you, no, what do you fear in life the most is what you least trust God about. I fear I'll lose my husband. You don't trust God with your husband. I fear I'll lose my kids. You're not trusting God with your kids. I fear I'll lose my finances. You're putting more trust in your finances than in God who overcomes the finances. Because the fact is, guys, any one of those things can be gone tomorrow. But God remains the same. So we have to understand that this fear that paralyzes us is not from God. It's not at all from the heavenly places. It is of demonic influence in our lives. So what do the demons do? The demons work with leaders. The demons bring about, uh, hurt us in our lives and try to bring suffering. They scheme to lure us away from God and they paralyze us 
with fear. So how do we battle them? Because I know I just painted a really grim picture, and you're all like, wow, okay, thanks. I feel really good now. I don't even know where to go. What do we do? Let's just shut it down and call it quits, you know, white flag time. Let's just call it over, you know? All right, let's talk about how we battle the enemy. How do we battle the enemy of our soul? How do we fight him? How do we go against him? Number one, big one, never treat your enemy lightly. Never treat your enemy lightly. In Jude, I'm going to read a, a verse from Jude. It's very rare you ever get Jude in church, but you're getting it today. In Jude, verse 1, because there's only one chapter in the whole thing. Verse 9, it says this. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare bring a slanderous accusation against the devil. But he said to the devil, the Lord rebuke you. So here we have, uh, again, Michael, the archangel, powerful being that just fought the prince of Persia, the heir, in Daniel. Now here he is against the devil, and he doesn't even say a word to the devil. He didn't look at him and say, you're a liar. You're a dum-dum. He didn't look at Satan and say, you, uh, you, you G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. He didn't say none of that stuff. He just looked at him and said, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord put you in your place. Because Michael knew where his authority came from. He didn't treat his enemy lightly. There's another story. I can't go into it, but I'll tell you about it. Acts chapter 19. The seven sons of Sceva. If you get a chance to read it, read it later. Seven sons of Sceva. Uh, they hear about this amazing authority they have. They watch what Paul did and what Jesus did, and they want to do it too. They want to cast out demons out of people. So they go into this house all arrogant, saying, oh, we're going to cast out some demons. So they go into this house. And it says that they went in and they said, they said, in the name of Jesus Christ and, the, and Paul, we, make you, we cast you out in the name of Jesus. And, and they, the demons talk to them and they say, wait a minute, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but we don't know you. And it says that these demons jumped on them and beat them up. And it says they ran out of the house bleeding and naked. Stripped. Yeah. That, that, they put them in their place. Why? Because they thought they had this authority they didn't have. They didn't treat their enemy with the respect that it deserves. So number one, we never treat our enemy lightly. Number two, we don't flirt with darkness. We don't tempt around with darkness. We don't flirt with darkness. Um, growing up, I never played it, but I heard of other people playing it. But that whole lies a feather, stiff as a board thing. I don't know if it works, doesn't work. Some people swear by it. Don't flirt around with it. Uh, don't do Bloody Mary. Don't do uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, don't do any of these things. Don't, don't mess around with seances. Don't flirt around with the devil. Don't, work with, don't touch Ouija boards. I don't care if it's made by, I think, Mattel or whoever it's made by, Hasbro Brothers. It doesn't matter, guys. It, it invokes evil spirits. Don't mess with them. If you have that, get it out of your house. Get it away from you. It is evil. Uh, tarot cards, palm readers, uh, horoscopes. So many Christians are getting wrapped up in horoscopes and their sign, and I'm this sign. No, no, no. You're the sign that God gave you. You are a son and a daughter of God, and that's all that matters. You don't need the world to write up your future or what your day is. Oh, I can't go outside today because my horoscope says something bad's going to happen. Forget that junk, guys. It's just silly. It's silly, right? I should have more people saying, yeah, but some of you are like, wait a minute, really? Shouldn't do it? No, don't do it. Don't flirt around with the dark things. Don't, 
Don't call the 800, 900 number. I don't even know what it is now. Where it has psychics call and find out. It's a lie. It's a scam, guys. It's not real. You say, well, they knew. They knew about my life. No, no. They know how to pull one over. You're just like magicians, just like in, There's no such thing. It's just all sleight of hands. Sleight of hands. It's all it is. So don't fool around. Here's what Deuteronomy 18, verse 10 and 11, 12 says. It says, says, let no one be found among you who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, and casts spells, and whose medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Now listen, let me just say this. If you've done it, if you've done it in fun, and, and you got away from it, just stay away from it. Don't be doing it. Just don't do it. I'm not, you're not detestable to God because you didn't know or you're unaware. You just want to make sure you don't fool around with darkness. All right? So don't underestimate, don't, don't underestimate your enemy or treat your enemy lightly. Uh, never flirt with darkness. And here's number three. Number three, don't fight with your power. Fight with the power of God. We don't fight with our power. We fight with the power of God. For example, I have money in my pocket. And this money in itself is just paper. But this money gives me power. How does it give me power? Power to purchase. But I'm not getting the power to purchase because of Kevin Hardcastle, because trust me, there's not much there. I get the power to purchase because of the name that's on it, United States of America. They are the authority that says we back this paper. We'll back it. And trust us, it's good to go. So this is what God says. God says you don't fight with your power. You fight with the authority that God has given you. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, the Bible says that uh, Jesus called the 12 disciples together. And he says he gave them all authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Who gave them authority? Who gave them the authority? Jesus Christ gave them the authority, nothing else. And the Bible goes on to say that they went out and they did that. They cast out evil spirits, they healed the sick, but they didn't do it in their own power, they did it in the authority of Jesus Christ. If I go out here on this intersection, say I go down here to 18th, 18th and High Street down here and and I walk out on the street and I just start waving my hands to get people to stop. Stop, stop, stop. I, they have every right in the world to hit me because I have no authority. But if I had a police uniform on there and it was given to me with authority, let's say, I didn't steal it, it was good, it wasn't a costume, and I had the authority of an officer, I could go down and direct that traffic. Why? Because I have authority to do so. And so many times what I find is we fight by our own selves. We fight by our own, well, I've done pretty good this week, and so I think I can ask God for something. This has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your goodness or how perfect you've been or you think you've been. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with Jesus Christ and his authority that he gave when he died upon the cross. And three days later, he overcame death, hell, and the grave. That's your authority. Your authority cannot rest on your good works or your, your authority can't rest on how well you've lived your life or how well good you treated people. No, no, no. That means nothing. Do it, yes, because that's who Christ wants us to be. That's who Christ calls us to be. But my authority to fight Satan does not lie in me. It lies in Christ 
and in God's authority given to me. Jesus showed us this way. Quick story. Jesus goes, uh, 40 days, he gets goes into the desert. He's tempted by Satan three times. Three times Satan comes to him. He's fasting. He's in a desert place. He's look, he needs physical nourishment. So Satan says, hey, see these rocks? Make them into bread so you can eat. And Jesus says, through scripture, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Satan disappears. Satan then takes him up to a high place, and he shows him all the powers of the world because Satan's over the authorities of the world. And he says, I'll give you all this if you just worship me, bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, worship the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and only him alone. Goes on to say that Satan comes back another time. And he says, he says, okay, you didn't throw off, I got these backwards, but the second one was throw off a cliff and the, he'll, he'll send angels to save you. He said, no, don't test the Lord your God. But it says at the very end of all these attacks, all this stuff that was happening, it said an angel came and comforted Jesus Christ. The Son of God needed angels to come and comfort him and to strengthen him. Why? It shows us in this scripture that Jesus did not fight in his own authority. He fought with the word of God. And I talked to you the very first week. The way we fight our enemies is by putting on the full armor of God. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We take up the sword of the spirit, the Bible, the word of God, and we fight our enemy who wants to destroy all our lives. God's word sets it true. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, this is how we fight. We submit ourselves to God. And secondly, it says, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near, come near to God, and God will come near to you. Come near to God, and God will come near to you. Bow your heads to me today. Father, help us today to see very real enemy of our soul. The one who was out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. God, he's used the same schemes over all these years. He wants to destroy our families. He wants to destroy our futures. He wants to paralyze us with fear. He wants to paralyze us to keep us from becoming who you want us to become, to keep us from finding fulfillment in this life, to keep us from victory. But God, today, right here in this place, I believe you brought every person here for a reason. Some of them today, God, they need to recognize the demonic forces that are in their world, the things that are going on around them, the destruction that's happening not just to not just around them but God to them the lies the enemy has spoken the de the, the deceiving spirit that has convinced them of a lie that's absolutely not true God I pray that you would take each one of us today you help us see the truth reveal yourself to us God just as your scripture says submit ourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And then we draw near to you, God. With head bowed and eyes closed, some of you today are engaged in a very real spiritual battle. 
and there is a very real evil presence that you're fighting. You feel it. You sense it. You, you recognize that there's something deeper going on. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it's a, a situation with a relationship. Maybe it's your reputation. Whatever it is, you feel the very evilness that's all around you. You, you, you can't put your, you can't be able to put your finger on it. You haven't been able to acknowledge or even see what it is. I'm here to tell you that is your adversary. That is Satan and his, and his demons trying to come against you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, you have to lift up a standard of prayer against them. Praying in the Spirit. Praying for the Holy Ghost to fight on your behalf. Asking Him to direct and to move. Asking Him for strength. Asking Him for clarity. Asking the Holy Ghost to help you fight the battles you cannot see but they're very real. So with your head bowed and eyes closed today, if that's you, if that's you today, and you're in this middle of this battle, you're in the middle of this thing that's just pressing in, and you, it feels like it's just going to take you out, I'm here, to call, I'm here to challenge you and tell you, cry out to the one. Cry out to the one who sees right where you're at, who knows your struggles struggles in your marriage, struggles in your family, struggles in your relationship, struggles in your job, struggles in your finances, struggles, struggles, but I want you to know that you are not in the battle alone, for the Holy Ghost is with you. So God, right now, that you listen, God, right now, we agree and we lift up in the name of Jesus a standard against our enemy. We stand not in our authority, not in what we can do. We stand in the blood-washed power of Jesus Christ, and we pray right now over our situation. Whatever that is right now, I want you just to call that out to God. What is it you're struggling? What is it that's coming up against you? What is it in your family? What is it in your life? Just right now, call it out to God. Just right here, right now. Call it out. Come on. So, Father, we cry out to you. We ask you, God, by your authority to set the captive free. God, for those minds in bondage right now, for those minds deceived by darkness, God, I pray for the veil to be pulled back and for God, your Holy Ghost, to go and reveal your truth to them. For those that, God, are struggling with fear and anxiety, for those in this room today that are struggling with their own identity in Christ, I pray that, Lord, they understand you are the hope. You love them. You see them. And you are fighting on their behalf. Be their source. Be their strength. Be the one who does the impossible. Because there is none like you, God. This, as I was thinking and praying about this week, what it is that we could close with, this song came to my heart, and I want you guys to stand to your feet with me this morning because this is a proclamation song, a song we've done quite a bit, but it just speaks about the power we have in Christ today. So just stand to your feet and listen as... The Holy Spirit challenges us today about who we are in Christ and who he is in us. 
shake before him the demons run and flee at the mention of your name king of majesty there is no power in
Hallelujah, God. So today, God, we leave here in the authority that you have given us to overcome death, hell, and the grave. There is no demon too big. There is no obstacle too great that you cannot overcome. All you ask us to do, God, is fight the good fight and fight against the enemy that tries to take us out. He no longer will deceive, for we stand in the power of the great and mighty God, the great I am. So God, I pray that you go with each person here today, that this week they would put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, take up the sword of the spirit and fight, fight the enemy of our souls because it's a real battle and God, there's real lives at stake, but we fight from the authority that you give us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.